This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back. Another episode, my main man, Mike Sauter, joining us. Me, you, yeah, our hey, fine you folks. You are joining us this yeah, week. Yeah, me joining this week. The accomplished last, Mike Sauter. Last last week. Do you, you like were, that, Pat? Do you yeah. like that? Last week, you did not join. Yeah, thro- being thrown curveballs yeah. with a very sick three-year-old. She ended up having RSV. Whoa. It's okay. It's just a you know, coughing virus. Yeah, no. She has asthma, so it was a little tough. Uh, but it was worth the wait. He did a heck of a job with with Jacobson. That was good. It went. Hey, man. He's a, got a low key funny sense of humor. He does. I'm accomplished. Yeah, I just like that <laughs> word. Uh, so is this. Uh, so is this guy that we're talking to this week. One of this. I think neat's a word that I like to use with him. Um, cool is a little too general. He's 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 a neat guy. Got a ton of ideas. Big idea guy. A lot of energy. <laughs> uh, doesn't understand the word no, so we are really big advocates of that. Um, he's entrepreneur extraordinary. He's the president of the Omaha Sports Academy. Willie Douglas joins us this week. Willie, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Doing well. So it, I just uh, so- ran off the road here after everything you just got done saying about me. <laughs> Well, I just, I mean, it is, it's, it's kind of a, it's a cool story. One in which people think they kind of know, they hear things they don't really know, but give us a little background on how this whole thing came to fruition and why you do what you do. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, my, I'll give the credit to my, uh, daughters. They enjoyed, uh, they enjoyed the uh, sports world. And so, uh, as I started getting involved when they were young kids and uh, going to their sporting events and, and watching kind of where kids uh, were playing at and they, a lot of warehouse type situations or older gyms uh, just because high schools were busy with their, with their high school sports, junior high sports and said, Hey, this can, you know, become more of a, this can become a better environment uh, uh, for the kids. And so, on had had some opportunities there to to look at uh building a facility which we did which is the ubt sports complex uh uh, in west omaha and so we took uh we took some ideas that were you know uh the the youth side of athletics and kind of grew it grew it up a little bit put it in the right environment uh put it with the right coaches and the right right people in place to expand and it's really become a community deal. When we look at UBT on a, on a weekend basis, we're, we're just proud to be able to support the community and the, you know, 550 to 600 teams we have in our league. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to watch grow. Is there, um, you know, maybe kind of rolling right into it here. Is there any 
future plan at all, and this is something I guess you and I have never talked about, but going more east because it feels like the facilities are all going west. Is there any thought about east of 72nd and, and kind of that um, – what's the word I'm looking for? There just isn't a lot of facilities or places like a UBT – that are east of 72nd Street for those kids and families and, and whatnot to, to use? You know, that's a great question. And we are, uh, we are working with what I'd call some of our basketball partners mm-hmm. on to, I, I don't know if it'd be the, the magnitude of what UBT is, but with our basketball partners to support them in more of a practice type facility right. on we certainly would like to do that. That's, that's at the top of our, uh, top of our list. Uh, we're actively working on that. Okay. Uh, I would, I would hope by you know, the, the beginning part of 2022, we'd be able to announce something there on cool. But so the answer is yes okay. on some things got to fall in place for us, but the answer is yes. We're actively working on that. Okay. Willie, why Omaha? Right. I mean, yeah. it, it, it has some unique things to it. You've been able to really capitalize. You're well liked, well received. But the community has to be one that uh, is ready to the, receive the ideas, man. What is it about Omaha that's allowed you to flourish the way that it has? You know, Omaha uh, is very special. I, I just think it's the type of community that you want to raise your kids in. Uh, I, I did have the opportunity to live in, in uh, the western part of the country in Phoenix, Arizona for about six, seven years. And just the sense of community, the sense of pride on, you know, it, it's fun to go to a high school and watch these kids to cheer on their teams on. You, you just don't see that as you go to other parts of the country. And so here in, in Omaha, we we value our kids for what they are. We want to put them in uh uh, positions to succeed on and, and you kind of have that neighbor around the corner that looks out for your kids it takes all of us to raise our community mm. uh, per se and, and and Omaha does that better than anywhere in the country and I think that's what makes Omaha special on and, and people what's amazing to watch is people that come in from outside of Omaha and spend two days here three days here a week here and they walk away and they're blown away by what Omaha Omaha is as a city is there you you brought up community and how important Omaha is is there being a community leader um how do you how do you lead from not necessarily the front because you're not yeah you're not not like a a face yeah you've kind of done a really good job of pushing pieces behind the scenes that that's got to be an acquired skill, I'm sure. You know, I learned it early, and I learned it from a couple of uh, mentors of mine, and that is if you try to make a decision for every employee that you have, you're going to fail. And so my deal is put the right people in place, put the right attitudes in place, and, and give them the tools. And I tell them every week at our staff meeting, I said, make a decision. It's gonna, it may be the right decision. It may be the wrong decision. We'll learn from our wrong decisions and we'll learn from our right decisions, but you got to allow people to be able to make decisions on their own. And so that's what I go by every day in any of the businesses I'm involved in. And uh, 
it, it uh, and so it has a lot to do with the people uh, on it that are around around myself to make to make things successful. So on, um, yeah. So make a decision, live with it, move on. Maybe the right decision, maybe the wrong decision. We'll learn from we'll learn from both of them. Well, I think it's interesting. I, I almost I, I almost kind of admire the business acumen more than I do kind of the the giving heart and the willingness to to support the community because you, you've kind of found this blend and understanding and having good fiscal savvy without compromising the essence of who you are, right? Like a lot of people want to do neat, cool stuff, but the fiscal wherewithal kind of leaves them or, you know, they don't, they can't put both together. Walk me through a little bit about how that came to be. Is it a trial and error thing? Is it, is it, is it a business and pleasure thing? Like how, how does, how do those two worlds mesh together? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I love what I do for every day I get up, you know, we're in the, I spend a lot of my time in the development side of developing different ideas and so forth here in Omaha on the, as far as the business side of it, sit down, put everything on paper. So some people try to, to force something and say, Hey, we can make this work. And, uh, the, but they know in the back of their mind, there's a lot of doubt put everything on paper. It's either going to tell you whether it works or it doesn't work and be truthful with yourself uh, on it. And so that's what we've done. Anytime we've sat down to look at a project is, is, you know, kind of no BS. Hey, it's either going to work or it's not uh, based off, based off the facts that we have. And, and uh, so uh, that I, it's really in the numbers uh, per se. And so that's where I've kind of developed the, the, the business side of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then the other side of it is just treat people how you want to be treated. And, uh, I, 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 I like people. I like to interact with people. I like to be social. Uh, that's one of the things that UBT provides us as a social setting to come together, to watch young, young athletes compete. And that's fun for me. Uh, on it. So, you know, between the two sides of it, the emotional side and that side, the business side, when you blend them together, let the facts speak for themselves. I, I can attest to this having worked with you just a little bit. That whole treat people the way that you want to be treated is really interesting because we kind of just say it and we're kind of carefree. Yet, if we could yeah. just practice the simple application of it, would we be so much better? Like I gotta come. I think that's one of the things that kind of drew me to you originally was just good natured. It's like you you put your basically put your money where your mouth is. I I I do, and I would every day. And I I again, but I like to hang around good people like yourself, Damon and Sodder. I appreciate you guys. You guys are real. You tell the truth. You write about it. You talk about it. And, and that's the type of people you want to put yourself around. Is, is there – how do you learn from mistakes? Because I, I make mistakes all the time. And Damon probably says some stuff oh, yeah. he doesn't want no, to. No, 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 no question. Like, how do – what, what advice do you have to – for anyone to, about learning from mistakes, whether it's hired this guy and shouldn't have or made this decision and shouldn't have or, man – built this and 
probably shouldn't have or should have, would have done this differently. How do you learn from mistakes? Is there a key? You know, every, yeah, every mistake has its own set of consequences, whether it be <laughs> a financial one, <laughs> whether, whether it be a, a hearing one, uh, and so forth. So, you know, look at the individual mistake individually from that standpoint, you know, no, no, if it was intended or not intended from that in, in, standpoint and, and just write out a pros and cons. Hey, what, what, what's our pro for doing this? What's our con for, 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 for doing this action and come to a conclusion. And then, you know, just don't make that second mistake twice. So, uh, that, that's how I've gone, gone through things. And my wife might tell you differently because sometimes there's things that she says, you did that twice now. <laughs> <laughs> but Only twice. <laughs> and, and, ten and, times maybe. And, and that may answer my next question because in passing, you know, you talk, we're, we know some people in the same circle. She apparently is pretty fantastic, your wife. Is that, I'm sure you have your business counsel in terms of sounding board, but is that kind of your your moral and ethical compass, if you will. Like, I mean, you're the consummate family man. Yeah. You know, she's my, certainly my rock. And, uh, my, my wife, as I refer to her as the common sense factor once in a while, <laughs> there are a lot of things that you haven't saw that I haven't done that didn't have a lot of common sense. And she usually wakes me up to those. Uh, and, uh, but no, she is, she's, she's fantastic. Uh, uh, you probably have never met anybody that's more uh, competitive than my wife mm. on it. So, uh, uh, really, it, which works, which works well, and sometimes doesn't work well uh, when we talk about uh, the athletic <laughs> side of things. So. <laughs> uh, yep. So, uh, so you you mentioned development. You're always looking for opportunities to grow and expand. I mean, real estate is uh, and and building buildings. I, I worked for a guy in in, in Jay Noddle that. Um, really taught me the the intricacies and how important being a visionary with that comes because everybody's always going to need land and, and and space to do what they do. How is the pandemic? Are, are there portables? Are there takeaways? Are there things that you've learned that that were you, where you had to adjust and maybe slow down or do it differently over the last sixteen months that you think you'll you'll be better for at the end of the day? Uh, there certainly are there you take Damon, you know, you go back to when the pandemic started and, and I go back to a phrase that I used previously, you know, treat people as you'd want to be treated. And, and when we looked at a lot of the businesses that, that we were involved in that were tenants of ours is, Hey, you know, treat them as you'd want to be treated. People didn't know what was going to happen. They were the, a lot of influx going on, you know, is my business going to survive, et cetera. And so we took a step back. We worked with, almost all of our tenants in some way, shape or form uh, from that standpoint to, to figure out with them what their business plans were, what, you know, and as we saw, you know, through the pandemic, a lot of things that surprised us and one of them on the development side, you know, the first few months, it's like the world's coming to an end. And then it was like uh, the, actually the opposite of that flipped where things became so busy that you can't hardly stay away, stay ahead of things. Uh, so it's, it's been an interesting time over the last, you know, 16, 18 months, uh, on it, but, uh, uh, you know, probably the, the biggest thing out of everything, a little bit is patience. Mm. Uh, what's your, what's your patience level? And, and because the patience started in the beginning is how do I work with these people? 
as things developed in the development world in the in the home building the the commercial side you know uh, i'll give you one is you know we're we're adding on to ubt we're putting another six courts there uh we order our building in june of 2021 expecting to get that in sometime of november of 2021 to december uh, only to learn that we won't see that until April of 2022. So uh, adjusting patients, uh, you know, over the last, over the last 16 to 18 months has been very important. How do you stay, how do you stay ahead of the curve, whether it be home builder, commercial stuff, whether it be basketball, everything's competitive. How do you, how do you stay ahead? control what you can control on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we know what our capacities are as a, as a home building company. We know what they are from a commercial standpoint on. I, I, I don't believe we know what they are from a basketball standpoint yet. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, I think we have a lot of bright days ahead of us on that, on that side of it on. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, that's kind of where my, I guess my mindset is that on it. Uh, uh, on it is control what you can control, put the right people around you and, and, and keep, keep the balls moving forward. Well, that's interesting because we, you know, we hear some of these stories from folks wanting to build homes. were selling like crazy yeah. with the low interest rates in the markets. People, obviously if you buy high, you have to, you're probably selling high supply and demand. We saw it in the automotive industry. Uh, we saw it in the home builders, you know, whether it be wood or, or whatever the materials were. That controlling what you can control wasn't just lip service, was it? Because you have your own standards and qualities, yet there were a lot of things that were out of your control. What was that like? It was difficult, you know, and and some of the guys' boots to the ground, like Mike Shakoski, my business partner, you know, they deal – he deals with all of our home building side of things and they continually see that day to day. You know, we, the, the last thing we always say is make sure that house is a hundred percent done because if it's not, and you leave pieces to it, you're back there every day, continuing to work on that house. And so that's where they're at right now from that standpoint of, you know, you may have washers, dryers, refrigerators, you name it, they might not be in from our suppliers. And so it kind of goes back to that patience. Them guys are living that every day yet from the pandemic. And so we're, we're working through that. Uh, I don't see it getting any better. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but, uh, but or, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And you're so I'm listening because you're one of those guys, right? With your ear to the ground, you understand economics. You understand where we live, the climate. Do you? In yeah. your heart of hearts, that's what your that's your forecast. I really believe, yeah. On the home building side of it, hopefully not every industry is like that. But on the uh, on the home building side of it, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, some of your your uh, faucets, your fixtures, your appliances, things like that. You know, we've started to see a reset. You, lumber side of things has started to rescind a little bit. So that's been a positive, but just the miscellaneous things that you can't control that, you know, a faucet that's coming from overseas or a light fixture, all these things you don't think about when you're trying to put a house together. And that's the things we're seeing right now is some of them miscellaneous things that where we can't finish a project. 
finish a project on uh, all the way. So, which is frustrating. <laughs> Willie, which which side of your uh, which side presents more challenges for you? I mean, you probably more variables in the athletics side, if that makes any sense, or is that not right? Uh, you know, every day you're making decisions on the athletic side of it, just because there's a lot of moving pieces at all times on, you know, the one thing I'm proud of is the, is the staff that we have in place and, and have put in place and the pieces and the, and the energy level and the synergy amongst our staff that's there. I'm really excited about where that's headed at. You know, we, we hold a staff meeting every Monday. You, you can see as we're getting closer to the season, we've done some things, uh, uh, readiness camps to get kids ready for the season. And, and that's not just, that's not just for our kids. That's for any kid in Omaha from that standpoint that wants to to come and get ready for the basketball season. We're offering that too. And so I'm really excited about that part of it on when you go and talk about some of the challenges that we have right now, Damon, probably some of the biggest challenges we have from a development company is just the length of time it takes to get some of these projects and some of these ideas from, from idea to, to, to paper, to ground, to open mm. the, the longevity of that. I mean, we can talk about a project for a three-year period before we ever see kind of the fruits of our labor. How do you have that patience there? I was going to ask something else, but that, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, the ability to count long yeah. money is <laughs> a talent, isn't it, Willie? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, and that, that doesn't, that, uh, you know, it comes with the patient side of it. I've had to learn it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 20, uh, what, 23 years into real estate now in my life. And I didn't, I didn't start getting that, uh, uh, patience until probably year 18 or 19, before, you know, or 17 or 18 before that started happening. So, but, uh, when you when you learn that from that standpoint and know that it's going to happen and stay with the project, a lot of people give up on it because they just don't like the time frame that it takes to get to that point. And how do you? Um, I have competition. Damon has competition. We all have competition. You clearly do, whether it be on the basketball side or real estate side, um, just life in general. One thing that I guess I've always lived by is, hey, I'm going to do me. Everyone else can do them. But if I do me to the best of my ability, then I'll be fine. Is there something that you live by as far as when you look at competition? Uh, certainly. And and uh, I, I kind of live in that same way as I don't let a lot of noise outside bother me, uh, Mike, from mm. that standpoint. I do do me. The only thing that I'll say is I go back to is I, I, I treat my competition like I'd want to be treated. A lot of our guys from the home building standpoint or the development or the basketball side, these guys are good friends of mine. Mm. I have relationships with them. If I have problems, I'm not afraid to call them and, and, and ask the question, you know, hey, what are you doing in this situation or can you help me out here or so forth? And, you know, that's that that is that's been that's been very helpful to myself. It's been helpful to our businesses and uh, I, and I appreciate them. Them guys are my friends. And, you know, when I first got into home building and this goes back to 2006, there wasn't a lot of home builders that spoke to each other. Now, you know, I got, I got, you know, 12 home builders that are some of my best friends. 
Willie, let me get you out of here on this, and I and I really appreciate the time because that has me kind of thinking, especially because I want to bring this back to Omaha, a place that you've got a tremendous amount of pride in. I was going to give you a hard time about how in the world you get hooked up with Jeff Lake, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's a longer, funnier story. My former teammate, Columbus Lakeview's finest. Yep. Hey, but uh, – you see what's going on with Omaha and its marketability as a place to live, attracting outside attractive business talent, business acumen. Uh, this, this, it's a beautiful city, plenty of nice places to live. Then you you pit that against or with the growing development of, of athletics and in particular the basketball prowess where that product is continually getting better and OSA playing a pivotal role in that one. Which one has kind of given you greater joy? Do you compartmentalize those two things, or is it just, man, Omaha's my baby? Omaha's my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it all as one. Uh, Omaha is going to continue to expand, attract the talent that you're talking about, Damon. It's just such a great city. Everybody around the country, if you have one time to visit Omaha, uh, people are very impressed by it. Uh I'll use, I have an uncle that uh, comes back and helps me other, you know, about every other week from California. He does that because he enjoys Omaha <laughs> and uh, uh, it's not because of the work I give him because it's all manual labor. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, and then, and then the basketball side of it, it's a competitiveness side and it's, it's, it's not OSA. It's, it's our growing basketball community from that standpoint, that's making it better. And, and we need that. We, we need other clubs and we need people to play against and, and together we're getting better. And that's, what's making basketball better, uh, uh, from a standpoint of the community. So I'm just, I'm just, uh, proud to be a, a part of it. And, uh, I, I know our, our staff is proud to be a part of that as well. Uh, Damon, we look forward, you know, to when I say there, there's a brighter future out there from a basketball, I, I know there is from a standpoint of OSA, and I know there is here in, in Omaha as well. Stranger cats or dogs playing together. The the TNEs, the mm-hmm. and the OSAs really collaborating, playing nicely together, or, or you home builders all playing nicely with one another. Man, this is truly Nebraska nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, it is. It is. Willie, I appreciate it, my man. I knew you wouldn't uh, – you keep us entertained. You got a fantastic story to tell, man. We really appreciate what you do for the city. Kind of one of the unsung heroes that is behind the scenes, and uh, that brings a whole new, different level of respect. Hey, I appreciate it, guys, and and I appreciate what you guys do for the community. Uh, always like listening. Always like reading. So keep it up, and uh, uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you guys here real soon. All right, All right we appreciate it, Willie. Thank you so much. It's a bright guy. Yeah, he's smart. I want to be one of those guys that has the patient. 85% of the <laughs> things that I touch turn to gold. Because he's taken a few lumps. Yeah, oh yeah. But he just keeps taking. He, it, it's, he or, doesn't get knocked or off Or just stride. has the patience to, like, see. I know, right? Man, I wish I had. It's one of those people that you just want to spend time hanging around. Right. Grab a ginger ale and say, <laughs> hey. Teach ginger me. ale. That's why we're trying to play it forward. It's one of my favorites. It's very hard to find yeah. in, in, in gas stations. Uh, we'll be back next week. That's uh, the very accomplished Mike Sauter. <laughs> Pat Safford helping us this week. Helping us because Sasha is sick of our crap. She doesn't like you. Yeah. We'll be back <laughs> next week with another episode of Playing It Forward.
a Huda Media Production.